Cosmic Voice. Music, talk, and nothing but business with your hosts, Chris Natalie and Nick Michaels. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cosmic Voice. This is Season 2, Episode 1. I am here with my co-host, Chris Natalini. What is up, everyone? And I am Mick Michaels. We welcome you to another exciting, fascinating season in space. Space, space, space. What's up, brother? How you doing? I'm doing awesome, my brother. How are you? Oh, I am fantastic, man. The start of season two. We made it. They renewed our contract. We are back, baby. We are back. And we're making more money than we ever did playing clubs during COVID. (laughs) Paycheck is exactly the same. Exactly the same. Well, I got to say, at least... They're adding some diet soda now in the green there room. You, there you go. There you go. So there you I, go. I appreciate that. Though there's no guest stars in the green room, so I guess it's cheaper that way. They can, no guest stars. <laughs> they can afford the uh, diet soda. But I noticed that it's stars and stripes, so you know that's from the Dollar General. That's right. <laughs> so they're saving. They know how to save. They know how to save. So the start of season two, what's that make yes. you feel like? How's that make you feel? I'm excited, man. It's it's just really cool. It's just been a really great experience, and uh, it's been fun. And I, I really enjoy the interaction that we've had with people and the questions that have been forwarded to us. And, you know, I love talking the business because you and I love to, you know, we're big talkers. So, you know, there's nothing better than hanging out with, you know, a great friend and, and talking business, talking shop. It's what we do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've been, you and I have been doing this since, you know, the mid 80s so it's kind of like old hat to us so it's always a pleasure to kind of just kind of go back and forth revolving about stuff i am still amazed at the reaction that we had gotten from the show from season one i mean especially you know we started in the middle of covid which was kind of you know we weren't really sure hey let's give it a shot this is the best time to do it because we have the time to do it and uh, yes. we, like you said, we got a really good response and the, the feedback and the questions. And it's just amazing, man. It just, it's just gets, it's, I'm so excited about it. I mean, really am, you know, sometimes when I put the post out there, I, you know, you're, how you feeling? I, you know, I put I'm blessed or thankful or grateful. And that's really is the truth because people are listening and that's pretty cool. That really it is, is it, cool because my wife stopped listening years ago. So this gives me an opportunity <laughs> To talk to somebody else. <laughs> you know, I've always been a person that believes in passing the torch. You know, we're getting up at age, and, and if someone can listen to one of our shows and get something out of it and use that information and, and use it to their advantage and it works for them, I'm so thrilled about that. Because I, I love I love to pass the torch, as they say in the pro wrestling business. Yeah. You know, you're, you're helping the younger talent, and, and I, I love it. It's one of the... One of the big reasons that I wanted to do this because I thought we could do some good. Yeah, I, you know, I thought so too. It's not that I feel like that I know everything. I, I really, it's not about that. It's about sharing my experience, and I know you feel the same way. And and if somebody could learn to not do what some of the things that I did that probably didn't really help me at the time, they made things worse. That's then I then we like you said we kind of passed that torch along. 
you know, again, we've had some interaction with some of the listeners, and, and some of the listeners aren't even artists themselves. They're just people who enjoy music and are learning something more about the music. Yeah. I know, yeah. you know, our our show, we, you know, during the first season run, we made that connection with Rock Attic Radio, and they're replaying our shows, which are several weeks back, you know, compared know. to what's being released currently. But that's okay. It's giving people a different audience uh, an opportunity to get caught up or just, you know, that aren't really podcasters per se, and they're just listening to that station. But I've talked to the program director, and he's had some feedback about people just, like, they're learning stuff that they did not know what artists experience doing what they do, whether it's on the road or how they record or, or things like that. And that's pretty cool because, you know, a lot of times you don't think what goes into what other people do. Like you, sometimes yeah. you, you just see the fruits of yeah. the labor, so to speak, right? You don't see yeah. all that behind yeah. the scenes. Yep. And that's with every, you know, maybe with, with a fireman or a police officer or, or a doctor or a lawyer or an undertaker, I don't know, whatever. Sometimes you don't see that. James likes to call that the labor pains. He don't want to. He don't want to know about the labor pains. Just show him the baby. <laughs> For me, I like that labor pain type of thing because it makes me appreciate the baby. And I'm just using that as analogy all the more. You yeah, know what I mean? sure. Um, yep, and that's sure. where the learning really happens. It's like an mm -hmm. education. Yep. And if you're yep. an artist and been in the music business, it's an expensive education. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not just in your pocket, but mentally and, and spiritually. Yep. It takes a toll on you at times. So this is fantastic that we're uh, starting season two. I look forward to it. And we get a full year of shows. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. I think um, I think we wound up doing 14 regular shows and another 10 mini casts. And I think, you know, a couple. I know Muck and Juck had seven, eight, nine shows. Yeah. You know, we that, don't talk about. Yeah, that we don't talk about that. But I, but I did hear that those bums got renewed too. So maybe we're not Seriously? doing so good. Yeah, maybe we're not doing so good either. I don't know. We need to talk to the boss about that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm drinking stars and stripes diet cola. So where do you think that's going to go? That was a really cool thing, though. You know, when when you had messaged me and said, "Hey, Rock Out Radio, you know, wants to replay our stuff," and you know, that really kind of made me feel good about what we were doing because it's just a different avenue that we didn't really in intend when we started this. You know, we didn't really have it. We didn't sit down and have a conversation. And go, hey, maybe an internet radio station will play you know our older episodes when we got into this. So when you messaged me and said they were interested, I, I think it's really cool. I it's a really super cool thing. Yeah, a lot of organic stuff. So like we talked about originally, if we're going to put the information out there, we're going to put it out there. People are going to take it however they want, and it's going to grow from there. So, you know, we put out a thing, hey, we'll take your questions, and we got responses from it. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and yeah. now, and you know, yeah. we have a segment which we're going to do uh, on this show to start out season two. We have a, a segment where the cosmic view sends us a question, and, uh, you know, we try to answer it. We know those people. We do know those people. <laughs> that was last season's joke, but maybe, hey, listen, maybe we'll keep it going. I don't know. All right, let's get started. Here we go. Season two, show one. So again, we have a question from The Cosmic View, and their question is, do you feel that it is still possible for a band today to be plucked out of obscurity? Can a dedicated core of fans sharing that band's music make it possible? Or has the internet and social media changed the game completely? Wow, that's a deep question. What do you think, sir? Yeah. 
Well, I, I definitely think that social media and the internet has definitely changed, you know, the course for bands. But in this aspect of the question, it has turned it for the good because with people sharing your music, it gets out there more and more. You know, if you share one video or one song, a ton of people can see it. You know, there was a time back when we were doing MySpace, you know, record labels looked at the people who liked your page or, you know, were subscribed to your page. They feel, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, man, they feel that if you have, you know, 10,000 likes or whatever it may be, they know that it's possible that even half of those people turn into record sales or digital downloads at this point in the game. So, you know, I do, I think that, it, I think it's very possible that bands can be plucked out of obscurity during the, you know, the, the age of social media and your Twitters and your YouTubes and your Facebooks and all that. And I think that's definitely one way that social media has helped the music business. Now, mind you, the music business is very saturated with bands, but I do believe that you can find that little diamond in the rough. I definitely agree that social media has changed everything. Well, the internet and then the follow-up of social media has completely changed everything. For a lot of good, but there's still some there's still some not so good stuff about it. And as you said, and I'll point that out, is that it's saturated. It's more than saturated. It's more than oversaturated. It's like if there was a muy mucho saturated, that's what this would be <laughs> at this point. <laughs> that's a that's my bad Spanish. I think obscurity, think about what obscurity is. Like, if you think back, like, Creator, they were plucked out of obscurity. Their demo tape was being kind of cycled around. Cassette demo tape was being cycled around in the early 80s. They, I forget what they were calling the band at the time. But then, like, that German label picked them up because it got into someone's hands, right? Because there was an underground. That's all there was, especially for that kind yeah. of music, right? For metal, yeah. it was yeah. nothing but yeah. an underground. And it was yeah. a dedicated core of fans and people that tried to keep that music alive. I don't know if their intent was to make these bands worldwide successes. I don't necessarily think that was the intent or the thinking. But I do think that their goal was to keep the music going, right? Because they enjoyed it. They enjoyed the bands. From that cassette, Creator was able to do, I don't know, six, seven albums with that company at the time. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. move on to, to other stuff. To me, that's obscurity. And I guess, I mean, being on social media, is that it being plucked out of obscurity because it exists and everybody knows about it? Not everybody knows about, like, the underground, so to speak. Like, where do you go today to go find pure bands that have not been overly saturated or overly influenced not by other bands per se but by the media by what pop culture has done because like if you think about it like social media what is it it's a play or like i mean you're see like you'll see the, some of the same stuff over and over again it's just like regular television almost right like one that one commercial that they keep playing and playing I mean, as an example, MySpace, right? Justin Bieber was discovered on MySpace, or was it YouTube or something? I'm not a Bieber fan, so I that was that was YouTube. But I think, okay. uh, and I could be wrong. I think Five Finger Death Punch, though. I think they were found on MySpace, or, or they were put together through MySpace. Or they, I, if, if I remember my story correctly, there was something with Five Finger Death Punch. They were kind of discovered through MySpace okay. and kind of in this you right. know, this huge okay. thing. Yeah, and, uh, you know, all about the bass lady, Megan Trainer, right? She was a yeah. YouTube, right? Yeah, yep, yep. So, I mean, I guess in some cases you could 
but I don't know if you would call that obscurity. You know what I mean? Because it's it's a social. No, I see you. It's, it's yeah, out this is there. And they, they were point. having some exposure to begin with. No, listen, I'm not taking it away from any of them. I think it's fantastic because, well, especially, like, say, MySpace is, what, now, about 10 years ago at this point? I mean, like, when it was still kind of big? Yeah, probably, yeah. Like, maybe, maybe a little longer. Yeah. yeah, maybe a little yeah. longer. So that social media thing was still in its infancy, right? I mean, you figure the Internet really didn't start super pop until 2002, and we were, and they were still working things out, right? And then the Apple phone came out. I, the iPod, iPhone didn't come out till what, two thousand six, seven, something like that. You know what I mean? And it was so. Yeah, it's about right. Yeah, so I mean, all that. So that that kind of definitely helped it. You know, where you're not seeing that. I don't. You know, when was the last band that you've seen get pulled or artists pulled from Facebook and then all of a sudden become a bigger hit? Now. The flip side of that is, like you said, there's a little bit more exposure, and you're seeing bands like. So, just recently, I seen a band. They just dropped a single, okay, and within less than a week, twenty thousand streams or whatever on Spotify, okay, less than a week. Now, I don't know okay. if that's. I don't know if that's a lot. I don't know if it's a little, whatever. And the number keeps going up. So, I think it was a little less than a week, but like you know, pretty much out of the gate. Well, actually. They were celebrating it online, and I mean that's an accomplishment. It's fantastic. I mean, you got twenty thousand streams. That's a share of the of the market, whatever that is. I don't yeah. know what that equates to in any kind of money, but given what I seen Spotify, what they're paying out, I doubt that's twelve know, cents. Yeah, if that. Twelve cents. Yeah, they're splitting the pennies. They got one. They got a, they got a little guy from uh, you know from Harry Potter there what's a gringotts or whatever and he's got a little he's got a little clipper and he's taking pennies and clipping them in half one for the band it's like you know one for you one for me two for you one two for me three for you one two three for me it's like bugs bunny you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly so i mean if you look at that way you know there's some success there but were they plucked out of obscurity i don't know you're listening to the Cosmic Voice. Music, talk, and nothing but business. I guess it would depend on what our definition of obscurity really is. I mean, like you had said, you, you did raise a good point. Like, really, what is obscurity now? You're right. I mean, you know, if you have a couple thousand likes on your Facebook page or your Twitter page or your YouTube channel, is that really obscurity? Well, I, I no. mean, I guess it's a, no, not by yeah, not right. not by today's standards, right? Your average right. your average band's looking at you know three, four thousand, five thousand likes. Again, you're gonna people will say, well, that's really not a lot, you know, compared to one million of this band or you know fifteen yeah. minutes. You're absolutely right. Okay, but now we're not talking bands of the Motley Crue level, the Judas Priest level. We're not talking about those bands anymore because becoming those type of bands is very difficult. It doesn't yeah. exist. I mean, yeah. it doesn't exist. That the percentage is so small now. And keep in mind, when you start saying bands like again in the metal community, right? Say Motley Crue, and Judas Priest, and Ozzy Osbourne, and so on and so forth. You're talking about people that have been around for 30, 40, 50 years. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sure that now you brought up Five Finger Death Punch. They're a great band. I've seen them in concert. I mean, you know what I mean? It's a good group. Their numbers don't match those other bands that I mentioned. Yeah. It's right? True. So yeah, right. Right. It, I'm not, it, it has nothing to do with talent. It has nothing to do with quality. It has nothing to do with the fan base and so on. I'm just saying, but there's also a difference of years. Yeah. The band that I spoke of that dropped the single 
20,000 in less than a week on Spotify. And they're not a major band, but they're a band that, you know, they, they pop up every so often. You kind of know, you know, you can say, oh, yeah, there they are. Okay. But they don't have numbers of Judas Priest. You know what I mean? You see what I'm saying? So are they... Yes, yeah, are they com- To me, an obscurity would be this band just pops on the scene, and you've seen bands like this. They got two, 300 likes, and then they kind of stay there. That's a band that can be maybe plucked. Because the underground, is there really an underground with social media? In social media? No, no. Well, I mean, because of social media, is there really an underground? I mean, unless we're living in Soviet Russia at this point, and they've outlawed the internet. I think in certain genres of music, I think there is still sort of an underground. I do. I I think the... But these bands would still have... If the band didn't... Or the artist doesn't have a Facebook page or any form of social media, would they actually still be considered, you know, a band being plucked out of obscurity? Hmm. Right? I mean, I would think of a band... Because, again, going back to that creator reference, now, again, we're looking at 40-plus years, maybe. There wasn't an internet. Well, there was, but it wasn't the internet as we know it. There wasn't social media. It wasn't that kind of thing. They weren't showing up in magazines or on MTV or your local talk show. They were just playing the underground circuit of clubs or venues and playing their music to a dedicated following of fans, maybe not necessarily a dedicated following of fans for the band, but for the music and the genre of that time, of that area. I, I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of playing like the devil's advocate here. Yeah, and, and yeah. I'd like to believe that there's Santa Claus and an Easter bunny because I like chocolate and I like presents and, you know, that kind of thing. I would love to believe that there's still an underground that that underdog could be pulled out of and go, you know, they've come from nothing and they have this. And But I don't know if that's necessarily possible anymore because of social media. Every band is told today, part of the model is you need to have an online presence. You need to have yeah. a social media presence. And there's like more social media. Like, you know, there's that a few months ago, that Me We, which is basically like a Facebook ripoff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And, yeah. you know, there's that. I mean, like, you know, and then there's these other things. And then there's this. And there's that. I mean, how do you keep up with it all? They all seem to have it. All of us seem to have it. If you don't have your own website, then you have some kind of social media of some bit. Unless there's a band or an artist who doesn't have any of that and continues to just play. And then, you know, with 2020 behind us and what that looked like and more of it on its way for the, at least the beginning of 2021, they haven't had that opportunity to play in those clubs and play that underground. It doesn't exist anymore. So if they've had to take to the internet and social media to do some on-type of line streaming, then they're not obscure anymore. Yeah? No. No, you no, you raise a good point. You do raise a good point. So your, what, what would be your definition then of the underground music scene in 2020 or 2021? Honestly, man, I'm not even positive that it exists because the internet. And why do you you say that? Do you say that because of social media? I I say that because of the internet and how the world is so connected. I mean, I've gotten, you know, again, I've had the opportunity to interview artists from, from different parts of the world of different levels, depending on that country. Most of us probably wouldn't have heard of them, but maybe you have. But I know in their country they have. 
So they all talk about their club scene, and they all talk about... One of the questions that I asked, at least in 2020, was, can a band survive without a social media presence, like Facebook, Twitter? And they all said, no. Everyone, hands down, from top to bottom, different levels, have said, nowadays, no. You need, that, this is your way of connecting with your audience. Now, remember we talked about, last season, we talked about, not every artist is going to play out. Yeah. So if you don't play out, how are you getting your music out there? Because nowadays, now again, I, I'm sure the number went up. I don't know what the stats are, but when we talked about it originally, at least 25,000 new songs were released every day on online platforms. That's the ones that were put in, paid for, right? Yeah. There's more than yeah. that. There's more than that. A band right. just, you know, so that's a lot. There's a lot of, of stuff going on out there. If a band's not doing that, and they're not playing out, now I'm sure there are bands that there's people that probably just get together and you know play for the fun of it, Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, and a and a bottle of wine. I don't know. They probably don't record. They maybe just play other people's music. Maybe they just fool. Around. I don't know. That's one thing. That could be a band. Now, again, you know, if you're just playing around, somebody walks down the street and they hear it coming from your backyard on a Sunday afternoon and they go now, you know, oh, we don't really have a band. We're just kind of, you know, we just jam together. I order some pizza. You know what I mean? He brings over the bajoot. I have some, you know, he brings cannoli. And then you know, we're playing a little bit here. And then, oh, well, I'm going to sign you. And then boom. You know what I mean? That's to me obscurity. But... I think for the rest of us, I don't. I don't know if that exists anymore. And it okay, may- so let's say you're scrolling through Spotify. Yeah, and there is a section on Spotify that says, uh, you know, fresh finds for 2021 or whatever it may be. Obviously, you're looking through these artists or songs, have whatever you want, and you choose one that you've never heard of before. Then all of a sudden, you hear the song and you're like, oh man, I really like the song. And then like within a month, that artist is all over the place. Like now, now you know the name. Is that kind of being plucked from obscurity? How you described it in the beginning, I would say, given the new standards of social media, the internet, that I guess that would be the obscurity of this new medium. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I'm not All saying, right. I mean, again, like I, I want to believe that it can happen and it, it's still available to that artist, that underdog, you know, coming out of nowhere. I just think it's much. I think it's it's harder to to get to that point without being influenced by social media. Because again, now think about this. I'm going to go back onto what you said about Spotify, Fresh Five. That sounds like what my father used to give me after he hit me with his right and the left came. A Fresh <laughs> Five came twice. So that's why I'm a little slow these days. Anyway, in a sense... There was a online streaming service that made that suggestion. So there was some type of thing already in play. Some of the obscurity was already taken out. If I didn't find them, somebody else would, right? And sooner or later, I guess I would see them. I mean, and listen, you've done it. I've done it. You know, you're scrolling through. You see a band. You kind of go past it. And then a couple weeks later, you see that band again. And then somewhere else, as the, as the months go on you're seeing that band more and more. Now, again, that could be depending on how long you stop on that post or look at that video. 
that's the the algorithms and all with Facebook and yeah. stuff like that. So they start yeah. popping up, or you know, the man's listening to you on your phone, and then all of a sudden that stuff starts showing up. Who knows? I don't know. That's what they're telling <laughs> us here. Um, anyway. Or they got really good PR and they put some money out and it's happening, right? And then all of a sudden you're seeing these videos go from, you know, 2,000 views to 2 million views and so on and so forth. Is that the new being plucked out of obscurity? I guess maybe you're right. Maybe it is. Maybe that's what it is now, especially after almost a year of not of bands not playing out. I guess, you know, social media is the new playground, the new venue. You know, technically, like you said, it's been going on since the MySpace days. People putting themselves on the internet to get discovered somehow. And, you know, I guess now it's as easy as, you know, your cell phone. Your cell phone is probably the most powerful camera you're going to have at that moment. More yeah. more so than any $15,000 Sony handheld that you bought back in 2000. You know what I mean? HD quality or whatever. So... You know, you have that, the accessibility. And like you said, early on, there were record execs kind of scrolling through, trying to find bands, looking at numbers, seeing what that, you know, so on and so forth. Are they doing that today still? Maybe. You'll see that. You'll see a lot of posts that say, hey, we're looking for new artists for 2021, drop links. Hey, we're looking for some new music, you know, to, to put on our show or this, that, and the other thing, drop your links. And so on and so forth. But does anything ever come from that? Personally, me, I've never seen anything come from it. No. No, no me neither. Now, I once was told, and this is just a number of years, a small number of years ago, not to answer those type of posts. Don't reply to those posts because what a lot of places are doing is they're seeing what's out there so that they can kind of take from it. Because yep. so many bands are creating music not having it properly protected and they put the music out there and they never hear anything but then somebody starts formulating their own music from that music they take they, you know yep. basically to use the the bad word they're stealing stuff yeah so they said yeah. you know so a lot of times you're getting you know those trolls looking for things like that yeah yeah because seldomly ever does a band get signed that way you know it i know it you yeah, know yeah, I mean? you're right. You're right. You know, yep. the yep. Call, the cold calling thing, it yeah. just doesn't work. It's it's usually no, somebody you know, a friend of a friend, acquaintance, or you paid either a lawyer or a PR person or a manager or agent, so on and so forth. That cold calling, unless you got something that's really going to rock their socks, but that doesn't. Yeah. You know, yeah. Again, going back to that, where's the obscurity? Does it truly exist? I don't know. Social media, the online presence, is kind of the new realm of finding bands slightly off the beaten path, right? You have to kind of keep looking and looking and looking and finding and seeing what you could come across. But I don't think it's the same thing as, like, it was 1985, you're you're heading out one night for a show, you know one band that's playing because you want to go see them you're not familiar with anybody else it's a saturday night you know there's a band that's coming on this is their first time you've, you're ever hearing them to me that's what that obscurity is and you're like wow and you're not the only person that goes wow i think today i mean you get people that look at videos i mean remember videos sometimes count like if they watched it for eight seconds 
It's a count, right? right? For YouTube, it, it used to be like 11 seconds, or you had to stay a little longer for the for the view to count, you know. And then what a full playthrough is. I mean, nobody listens to a full song, like if they're just kind of, yeah. you know, they're like all record executives. They listen to 30 seconds of it if they're lucky. Today, like hitting that like button is cake. You're doing it all the time. People are doing it all the time. If you have something a little controversial, ah, they're liking it and the emojis and the expressions and, you know, all this kind of horse manure. It's not the same thing, I think. Is there a dedicated core of fans per group? Well, unfortunately, that's no. That's why you have some bands that have 200 likes, some bands that have 5, some bands that have 10. Years ago, before the numbers got, like, crazy, around that 10,000 mark is when a band started getting more notice, right? And that the algorithms changed and how they should... Well, that's not it anymore. Like, now you, you got to yeah. break 100,000, and that's very difficult. When Facebook was fresh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, hitting like everybody. Nowadays, yeah. everybody's like, eh, if I remember, I'll look. I don't know. I'll look. And, and really... You know, in the day, in, in our day and age of uh, social media influencers, they're just buying likes. Yeah. So I just you know read I mean? it. Yeah. How, mm-hmm. how, you know, how many likes are there really on it? You know, on a page. Right. And, and how many how many of those likes really do turn into record sales? Far less than most people would 20, like to admit. 20 percent. I don't even think that, to be honest with you. No. Now, now I'm, I'm talking for the regular bands. I'm not talking for the Judas Priest. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm talking, reg- I'm talking yeah. about regular bands too. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. yeah. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think. I don't even. I don't even think ten percent. Even if you have twenty thousand likes, see now the di- you know the difference is people can not like you but follow you. So you'll have yes. follow count and you'll have like count, right? Before it was just like you liked, and everything happened all at one time, right? So that's why and everything's been cut up. So if you had 20,000 likes, that stat is you only need 1,000 of those people to help you sustain a financially stable career. Yeah. That's it. I mean, really, that's a small margin to what it, you know, but it's getting those 1,000 people. If that was the case, more of us would be doing it, and it's very difficult to do, you know? Yeah. It's very difficult to do because, you know, again, who's going to pay for it when most of it's free? Yeah. Right? I think back in the day of that obscurity, you had to pay to see the band for a little bit. You know, there was a little bit of money, right? You weren't hammered at the door. A couple bucks, $3. I realize inflation, time has changed, the world is different. Totally get it. But believe it or not, bands weren't paid much back then either. Nope. Right? It was still alcohol sales. Right? It's like a bank. No matter what, the bank's making money. That's it. The banks make them money. No matter what, you know, their goal is for them to make money and then pay everybody else if they can. No offense. Right. But really, you know what I mean? Think about it. That's the way it goes with the artist. And then if you really dug them and if, I mean, you know, back then, listen, I, I don't remember much merchandise as a kid when you went to go see bands. Like if you went to the local roller rink, you know, where you did skate yeah. skating and they would play yeah. bands on some nights that you know i don't remember bands having massive amounts of of merch guys had makeshift their own cassettes with a hand-drawn yeah. insert yep. and it handwritten yep. song lyric you know whatever yeah. and they were only like two bucks three bucks tops yeah right 
I don't remember walking out of there with patches and and hats and gloves and you guys sell G-strings and and stuff like that. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, you know, that stuff didn't, you know, but you bought what you could because you wanted to take a piece of that because you weren't going to see them again. You may not, you know, like you weren't going to see them on MTV or whatever. You weren't sure if they were coming back next week or whatever the case may be. And I think that's where that obscurity really is. Nowadays, even if it's an unknown band, and an unknown band basically means a band that a lot of people aren't listening to these days. But if you're online, I guess you're not unknown anymore. You just got You just need to know how to search for them. We had an episode on that last season to make it easy yeah. for people to find you. So I don't know, man. That's, that's a that's a tough question to answer. I'm not seesawing here. I just I just think that uh, it's much harder now in that regard to be obscure. I, I think it's I think it's definitely harder. I mean, it, it, there's no doubt that it's definitely harder because there is so many bands or artists, whatever. It doesn't have to be bands. There's a ton, and with social media, it just shows you how many there are. Yeah, it's crazy. It really is crazy. And it's sometimes so daunting that it can be discouraging. Like you look at it and you're like, people are, they're free with their likes because it's easy. Like it, like it, you know, they can see five seconds of it. And again, if there's some type of eye candy to it, they like it. The eyes sometimes, you know, muffle the ears. But like you said, I don't know if they're necessarily translating to sales. I would probably say no. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that all those likes trans, uh, you know. No, absolutely, absolutely not. I mean, I've seen it in some of the some of the uh, the campaigns that we have done. Unfortunately, maybe at one point there there was some of that, but it it was so short of and a, a very small window of time, you know. And that's just the way things work. You know, it's like guys yeah. that get in on the ground floor. They're usually the ones that do well until it becomes later on, you know what I mean? Like early on when it was like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to buy a 900 number back years ago, they were the guys that made the big money. When they became yeah. cheaper and, and accessible and everybody could buy one for like, you know, 25 bucks, nobody was making any money on that. The only guys <laughs> that were making money was the guys that were selling the 900 numbers because they opened <laughs> them up, right, yeah. So Right, right, yes. right. So usually when it becomes more mainstream or it becomes more accessible, hence social media, people aren't making it because they make it a lot easier for people to do what they have to do. The average person isn't making really anything back on any of their investment, unfortunately. Now, of course, as artists, we all keep our chest out and our chin up and we're very hopeful. We're always positive. And if one person likes us, then it's all worth it. You know, that's that's kind of how that passion type of thing rolls. So, you know, I mean, that could be relative to the individual and what they're looking for. So I'm, I'm not diminishing one thing over another. I'm not saying this is right and this is wrong. We're pretty much discussing, is it possible for a band to be pulled out of obscurity? Again, obscurity is a virtually unknown band. You don't know who they are. You never heard anything from them. They, they have very little, if any presence and all of a sudden they go from zero to 160 i guess it would really depend on what the def again like i guess it would really depend on what the definition of obscurity is because really everybody has heard of you know any obscure band somebody's heard of you you're just not playing in a garage coming out and getting signed right obviously even if you even if 100 people know who you are i guess obscurity 
worldwide or nationwide or, or well-known, I guess, would be a better way to look at well, it. Yeah, here's right? a, yeah, well, here's another thing, too. Sometimes bands pop up, and they have good PR, like really good PR, and you're like, well, who the hell is this band? I mean, they got some quality PR, and they're doing this, and they're doing that, and you're like, well, who are these people? Or who is this artist that has all these big-name people guest starring on their album like i don't know you know i'm just i'm giving you examples because i've yeah i've been involved in things like this and i'm like well who who is this person i don't you know right like a quick example bullet boys the story is is they only played six shows before they got signed and you know back then you're like wow that's amazing they're an incredible group and they got signed in six shows you know i've been playing thousands of shows and i can't get somebody to look at me twice but then you got to consider that the bands that they played in before, the connections of the people that they had, you know, right. you know, Mark right. played, Mark played in Rat, Mark played right. in in Hawk, um, yeah, you know, you know, they were in the L.A. scene, so you didn't know, you know, really, that's the backstory. Who do you know? Same thing with these guys. With like, wow, they got this fantastic PR, and who are they? Well, they could have been a songwriter, they could have been a studio musician, and they've befriended all these people. I mean, there's so many people involved in the music business that aren't necessarily out in front artists. There's engineers, yeah. there's technicians, there's guitar techs, you know, drum techs. Yeah. There's writers, there's producers, there's, you know, like I said, engineers, studio people, the, the guy that gets the coffee, everybody knows who he is. Hey, Norm, hey, can you get me two, two black, please, a couple sugar? Yeah, and then all of a sudden, a year later, that guy's producing albums. So, you know, yeah. you don't know. I mean, and some of those stories you'll hear. You know, hey, I started out as the coffee guy, and, and then I, you know, I slowly did to this and then I was assisting and then they were giving me the overnight shift and I was taking the unknown bands and then all of a sudden that guy was sick or he had gynorrhea or something and then hey they said hey come here can you do and then all of a sudden he's you know recording Rick Springfield and Tom Petty so I don't know you know what I mean you know how it goes <laughs> well wait was it was it uh was it Barbara Streisand? Wasn't she a backup singer to Barry Manilow? Was that how yeah. that went down? Yeah she's right? a backup singer to Barry Manilow there's a lot of stories like that. Cheryl Crow was a backup singer to Michael Jackson yeah, at some point. Yeah. You know, I mean, we could keep going with stuff like that, backup guitar player or so on and so forth, but uh, filling, you know, but that's that's what happens. I mean, so you never know. Even if you think a band's coming out of obscurity, but are they really? And then I think... Yeah, that, I, yeah. yeah. And with social media, that's kind of like, that's like the everyday man's or woman's person's venue to give them you know because again everybody has a voice on social media right whether you're an artist or not everybody wants to has something to say about something what they hate what they like what they love how people how you should be acting how you should be dressing right you know what i mean yeah there's plenty of that so why wouldn't there be for artists as well and i think if you're in a band today i'm sticking to the guns here if you're in a band today you're an artist today you are involved in some level of social media. A little, a lot. I mean, I've talked to some artists that, oh, I don't do social media at all. Well, you don't, but somebody in your band does or somebody in your camp does for your yeah. band and music. You may personally not do it, and I get that, because some days I like to not do it either. I can't stand it. Yeah. In all yeah. honesty, I don't like it. Yeah. It's frustrating. 
but somebody in your camp is doing it. If you're not doing it, your band's not doing it, then your label's doing it, or your management's doing it, or your PR's doing it. Otherwise, you're not playing in today's market. At this rate, if you're playing, because really all bands now, and I don't, I don't really care what anybody says. They, they, oh, you gotta, you gotta make it in your own hometown first. Well, listen, even back in the day when artists were real artists and had to get out on the road and do that, there were plenty of artists who never made it in their hometown. Yep. But they made it someplace else. Look at the Hoff. David Hasselhoff was big in Germany. We can laugh about it, make jokes about it. He made a ton of money. Did you ever see his house? And he didn't make all that on Knight Rider. Maybe some Baywatch money. But he made tons of loot in Germany. Listen, brother, we, you know, the Bloodhound Gang are from you and I, our hometown. I know. I did did sound for them. I did sound for them in 97. There you go. And they couldn't sell out the truck, nope. but they can go to Germany yep. and do two nights sold out in yep. one of their venues. Exactly. But they couldn't, they couldn't, right. they could barely exactly. fill I, a yeah. cup of coffee right. here and down. Right. So that model, that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Today, all the world's a stage. Hey, Rush had it a long time ago. And social media has made that. And if you're not playing that stage, you're not playing. It's, yeah. it's, and I'm not saying that we're all taking that shot. We're all trying to get a piece of the of the of the pecan pie, just a little bit. I like pecan pie. So actually, I like peanut butter pie. It's some of the best, man. Like when it's done right. <laughs> oh man, I'll tell you. But anyway, and you know what I've gotten over? Like uh, just in the past, uh, like you know, during the COVID, I got into key lime pie. Did you really? Yeah. I mean, that was not something I would have touched with a 39 and a half foot pole years ago. I don't know why, but I had some key lime pie, and I was like, oh, my God. I started making it myself because I wanted it at home. You're like, I missed out. What have I been yeah, thinking what the, like, Yeah, so now I got to make up for all those years. You know what I'm saying? Little <laughs> key lime pie. Anyway. Key lime pie. Yeah. Anyway, if that's the stage you're going to play on, that's the stage you need to be involved in. And listen, 2020 was a leveling field for Everybody, regardless of how many likes yeah. you had or whatever. Great way to put it. Yeah. That's a great way to it put it. It leveled yeah. all of us. It hurt all of us. Everybody, even the big guys, they couldn't do it. They had to stop. Now, again, the difference between the big guy and the little guy, at the end of all this, the big guy could disappear for five, ten years because we've seen it, and they'll still have their fans, right? The little guy yeah. who's still trying to get it, those fans may not, most likely probably won't be there. You'll get somebody that'll go, oh, yeah, I remember that band from a few years ago. Yeah, they were kind of cool. Okay. Oh, is that a squirrel? Oh, can I get a cheeseburger, too? Yeah, give me... Is that a squirrel? Oh, what What band? What band are you talking about? Oh, I don't know them. And that's kind of how it goes, you know, so... Yeah, for sure. Yep. So now you're back into obscurity of nowhere land. And then what do you do, right? And we talked about this last season... That the bands that kind of at least kept something going during the the lockdowns and the and the COVID time might have a better shot at moving past this and picking up where they left off pre-COVID, where the bands right. that kind of fallen off into you know they've disappeared completely, it's right. going to be a little harder because especially the way the algorithms play with you know who sees you and what they see. 
So I don't yeah. know. You know, I mean, again, I would love to believe that it's there. And I'm sure there's always that, you know, that, that little girl or little boy who's singing and dancing in a mall. Not these days, but, you know, that did. And they go, yeah, Disney's going to pick them up. <laughs> but chances are, if somebody like that's there... That child performer had some type of representation that was bringing somebody there. Yeah. So, it's hard, man. I, I don't know. It is very hard. It is very hard. It's a whole new world now. It really is. It really is. I would like to think of it as there's still that, that one shot at glory. Maybe there is. Maybe there isn't. But I think it's probably... You have to then, before you get into obscurity, you got to define what's what's glory. What's that? What's that level of glory that that right. you're content with? Just like that. Right. What, what's the level of success? Right? right, right, right. So if you if one person likes you, then you're you're successful. If uh, you know a hundred thousand people like you, then you're, you're doing pretty good in today's market. I think. Oh, for sure. Because now, sure. now, as you said, like with ten thousand people, twenty thousand people. Still getting that thousand people to support you is very difficult. But you start getting those numbers up into the hundreds of thousands, millions. Well, yeah, now you're starting to stack the odds in your favor. You're right, definitely right. starting to stack the odds in your favor. You know what right. I mean? You, you yep. may you may be looking at it if you're lucky. Maybe five people to every thousand, five people to every five thousand. Well, actually, you know, nowadays I'm talking about the small bands, the independent bands. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Anything you want to add? No, no, not at all, man. Not at all. Well, on that note, thank you all for listening. Welcome to Season 2. Yeah! We will see you next time. This is the Cosmic Voice. Okay, folks, that will do it for another episode of The Cosmic Voice. Please head over to thecosmicview.com, click on the Cosmic Voice link so you can be a part of our universe. So for Mick and myself, we will see you next week. You're listening to The Cosmic Voice. Music, talk, and nothing but business.